Hello, and thank you for listening to Monsters, Miss, and Mayhem. If you'd like to know more about our hosts, you can find them on the Twitch links in the description. We would love to talk to you live about our thoughts. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Monsters, Myths, and Mayhem podcast. I am your host, Silver, and my co-host is... Chaotic. Uh, this week is episode 8, I believe. I think it's, so. Uh, it's going to be the Moho. Have you ever heard of the Moho? No, but I am certainly intrigued. It's uh, kind of spelled Moo, but it has the punctuation mark called an Okina. That's in Hawaiian culture. Hawaiian writing, literature, over top of it. Interesting. I mean, you had enough spelling errors of Moo for me to assume it was not exactly Moo <laughs> in our messages. Uh, some places looking up, they spelled it M O K O, like Muko, Muko. I think the one I like is the Mo O. The Mo O is a like a nature spirit, kind of nature dragon god from Hawaiian mythology. I don't know a whole lot of Hawaiian mythology, so it's interesting to learn. Just from the notes I've seen in different sites, uh, they are gigantic dragon-like water lizard deities. That's their true form, but they can shapeshift into the form of people. Usually the form they take is red-headed women. Is their preferred shape from what I've seen? It would be redheads. Mainly because uh, redhead, red hair was... Not very common in the Hawaiian Polynesian uh, lineage. Understandable. They are guardians of water. They have dominion over dreams at night and storytelling during the day. A couple other powers I've seen they had is the power to reanimate the dead, which i only seen that in one source. And they serve as personal guardians for specific families and lineages. They are considered part of the family. Kind of kind of be like an ancestral spirit. So like a Mushu? Yeah, like a Mushu. From, I just blanked on the Disney title. Mulan? Mulan. I guess maybe Disney has a movie called Mushu as well. But do they like, so you said it was like ancestral to them? Like fam- familial, but ancestral as well? Like they just thought it was like a passed down from family or was it just like a god? Or was it just like a godlike thing? I think it's more of like uh, the guardian spirit worships, op- not worships, uh, Guardian Spirit watches over that family and its lineage, the, pe- so the kids like and such. to a certain family. Yeah. So not, okay, all right, okay. Because I think in more Hawaiian mythology, each family has their own guardian spirit from what I read. So they can be an owl, it can be a the dragon. Those are the only two I remember off the top of my head, but I think they can go differently, different animals per family. Okay. And they're usually in one of Hawaii's natural pools is usually where they reside. So if your family probably lives next to one of those, you're more likely to be in contact with them more. I gotcha. They say that when you're at one of these natural pools and you drop a flower or a branch in the water before you go into it, and the branch gets swept away, uh, the, that means there's a moho there, and he does not want you getting in the water. He wants you to go somewhere else. 
Oh my. Because they could probably drown you, which they have in several different stories. Lovely. Uh, some other powers, my notes I've seen they had, is they have the supernatural power to control weather, ensuring the island has plentiful water and fruitful harvest. If you anger them, uh, they will whip up killer waves or sweep the target of their wrath off a steep cliff to their death. Uh, okay. Oh, here, in my notes, they are spirit creatures. Answers my question I had to myself earlier, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, those, they actually have some named Moos. They're kind of hard for me to pronounce. Oh, and when Moo die, which they can die mainly from another god's hands, uh, their bodies turn into natural landforms. And you can actually see them in Hawaii. There's a Kamala, Kamala Ridge, or Molokin Ridge, the Cinder Cone, Uluaha Ray, some of the landforms, which they kind of shape like the gecko. Uh, their symbol. You've seen Hawaiian tattoos, right? Yes. And the one with the lizard, kind of? Yes. Hey. Uh, that's a Moo. Ooh, okay. All right. I keep thinking of um, Tafiti from Moana and how, like, Teka was Tafiti and the island was shaped like her, you know, like the curves of the hips and stuff. Yeah. It was like shaped like, you know, like what you're talking about. I thought that was neat. Yeah. Hawaiian spirits have a lot to do with the land and nature. Just kind of how I stumbled onto the Moho. I was looking for the, uh, the creature that has to do with nature. Because we haven't really done anything nature-based besides the Thunderbird. True. True. There's some stories with the Moho. One, I'll just say the one I like the most. I'll tell it here. Just a short rendition, uh, best I can remember it. It involves Pele, which is the, the goddess of lava. Pretty sure. And Hiaka, which is Pele's younger sister, who Pele carried across... From Tahiti in an egg. Ooh. He, uh, and Hiiaka was uh Hiaka was in a lot of these stories and slain a lot of Moo. She was she was somewhat of a dragon killer. It's so neat to see all the different like mythologies and how they have similarities but such differences in the way they view them. Which uh, other mythology do you think is similar to this one? You were talking about like dragon slaying and stuff. And I just went to like how we just talked about Greek mythology and like they're slaying of monsters mm. and how they saw like monsters and like godlike creatures as like threats and like terrifying. And they always have like some gory, horror, scary nature to them. And Hawaiian mythology, even though you're explaining that they can be slain and that they're monsters, they're still beautified or pieces of land or sacred or it's just mm. different. It's just different to see the way that the different, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, like uh, legends from different cultures, just how they get portrayed and and viewed each each different one. How the cultures see the monsters as either good or evil, and then right, like even the gods if, see them too as good or evil. Right, and even if like the Hawaiians thought they were evil, they still are for the most part. In most of theirs, it's a piece of history. It's a piece of land or or myth, or the volcanoes, or the lava, or the, you know, they, they have an essential role. And in Greek, they were just like, this dude fucked this shit up. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> like, this guy was a bad guy, but we have a temple for him. So, but it's just different. 
like the Greeks, their monsters were bad. They will, right. they're bad. Like the Moho, it, it, there are good Moho's and there are bad Moho's, some high ranking Moho's. They got different ranks and such. Uh, yeah, like Moho Inna Inna Inania Inania Moho Inania. Moho Inaria's name is sometimes interpreted as a self reliant dragon. She raised the primordial, primordial woman, Hina, and introduced her to Ku, arranging their marriage. She then traveled to Hawaii with them. Mo'o Inarnia, I am sorry for all these mispronunciations. Butchering. Is among the highest ranking Mo'o. A clay pit on Oahu is among the places Mo'o Inarnia calls home. Say that Mo'o. She raised a primordial woman and introduced her to her husband. Which I'm guessing Ku and Hina are like Hawaiian's mythology of Adam and Eve, so that would be a good thing, I imagine. Interesting. One of the dragons used to live in Iwa, Iwa Lagoon, which is now Pearl Harbor, and that Moho's name was Kanekuaana, who is said to have brought oysters to Iwa, to Hawaii, that island, <laughs> and uh, there was worshipped by those who gathered shellfish, and the oysters begin to disappear by 1850, and the natives thought that the dragon had become angry and was sending the oysters to Kahiki or some other faraway land. Right, oysters took oysters away. <laughs> no oysters for you. Those are some of the other examples. The story I was going to tell that involves Hiaka and Pele and three. Three Moos. Guess I'll just tell it now. Uh, so Pele decided to take a nap, and her spirit left her body and formed this mortal body. So she went down the this village and started partying it up and fell in love with Chief Lau Hai L O H I A U Lau who was the high chief of the village, and he fell in love with her. And a couple days went by, Iaka ended up waking Pele up because it's been so long. She went, Pele went back to her body and just disappeared from the village. So she then sent Iaka to go down and bring the man that she loved to Pele. Because Pele, I guess, couldn't leave the mountain for some reason. And Iaka went down to the village, was looking around for Chief Lohai. Lohio. Sorry for all these butchering of names. I am. We are not professionals. Good. Yes. <laughs> she heard from the other locals that the chief had been kidnapped by three Moos. Kileu, Koei, and Miloli. Miloli. Which were the dragons mentioned earlier a little bit, and uh, was taken to their cave. So Hiyaka went and told Pele this. So Pele is like, Hiyaka, you must go bring this man back. If you do not return within, I think it was 40, it was either 40 hours or 40 days. If you do not return within, I'll just say 40 days, because it'd be a long trip, maybe. If you, 
do not return within these 40 days, I will kill your best friend, Herda. I will destroy your forest that you have grown on this mountain, your flower gardens. Iaka went with someone else, which I believe was one of Pele's attendants of sorts. And uh, they made it to this ridge, and they had to cross this large kind of canyon type deal. They had to cross there, but there's no way to go. And suddenly, Pele's attendant found a plank that crossed this large gap and started to walk across it. That's when Hiyaka noticed that this wasn't a board. This was a Moho's tongue. Oh, shit. So, Pele, so Hiyaka warned her attendant and decided to... Uh, fly across the canyon instead with her magic hula skirt. But when when Hiyaka got over there, she ended up slaying the Moos and found the cave that Chief Laohai was in. But Chief Laohai was already dead. Hiyaka had the power to bring him back to life, so she went to the spirit world, found him, brought him back to life. By this time, her 40 days had been up. So Pele killed her garden and her best friend. Hiyaka's best friend. Holy crap. <laughs> and by the time Hiyaka got back with Chief Laohai to the mountain and seen all this, she just decided, because she did not touch Chief Laohai besides bringing him back. So, oh no, that's what it was. She would destroy, Haley said she would destroy the mount, the garden and her best friend if she didn't make it back in time and if she touched Chief Laohai. So that, but she did not. But by the time they got back to the Pele and seeing that all this was already done Hiyaka just started making love to Chief Laohai right there in front of Pele oh my god the amount of tea in this mythology right now <laughs> this is actually a shortened version it is actually a longer version oh my Todd and he, Pele seeing this gets mad and kills Chief Laohai but could I not, can't say I wouldn't do the same. Because she could not kill Kiyaka because she was another god. Kiyaka digs out digs out her best friend and Chief Laohai and brings them both back to life again. So this man's been dead twice. <laughs> Brought back. That's about where the end of the story was. That I seen. I can remember. Oh my god. But yeah, that has the moes in it for capturing Chief Laohai. Death revival, death revival. Yeah. And they said that Hiyaka's friend could. Some of the stories said Hiyaka's best friend that was killed was also her lover. This is some crazy, some crazy tea. That's in some versions of it. I figured you'd like that story. Yeah, that's some tea. Some tea, some pineapple juice. I don't know if Hawaii I don't has know about pineapple juice, but it's definitely some tea. Couldn't really find any tales of the Moo inside and inside a. Media, besides Pokemon, Pokemon, yeah, the Pokemon Jang Moo, and he evolves into Haka Moo, who evolves into Komo Moo. Moo, they have just dashes after the second O instead of the uh, Okina, because they probably just didn't have the symbol. But they come from the Sun and Moon Pokemon Pokemon line generation, which bases in Hawaii. Which I thought was a neat little thing they put in there. And they're also semi-mythical Pokemon. They're dragon fighting. They're not water though. Uh, so I don't. I kind of been doing like brief looking. To see if I could see anything. And like you said. There's not a whole lot on them. Um, 
But yeah, so like I looked and like you said, there's not a whole lot on it, which um, Hawaiian mythology, there's not a whole lot on anyways. They make a lot more books and like uh, probably more like on the island information about stuff like that, um, just because they are a little bit more of a sacred culture. But yeah, they, they do. They Just the Hawaiian culture itself, it's really neat. I don't know anything about the, what is it, the Moos? Yeah. I don't know anything specific about them, but I think it's a really neat, uh, <laughs> you just have to apologize for the baby in the background. <laughs> just at the beginning of the episode just be like to be warned there is a child that won't stop streaming in the background but yeah i just think the culture on on its own is <laughs> really neat i'm done i give up with life why am i even here because you want to be it's not like i'm forced and you don't have recording. you locked in the basement no no i i want to be recording for sure Nothing else wants me to be recording. <laughs> Nothing. Not a single soul in this house. Moving on to the mayhem. Let's move on to the mayhem. I forgot to mention, these things are only about 13 feet, 13 to 30 feet long is what I've seen. I'm not sure if that's an accurate description, but it I mean, is still well-sized. Well, I was going to say, we talked about bigger and scarier. So, I mean, still pretty good size, but not like crazy, crazy. Still got some uh, special powers, though. It can mm -hmm. throw its weight around with. True, true. I mean, I, it's sketchy either way. I mean, obviously, like, it seduces it seduces men and uh, kills them twice and brings them back to life. So, like, who knows? Well, the Moa wasn't the one that brought him back to life. or That was Hiyaka and Pele that did all that. The Moa's just captured him. Which they... Well, right. <laughs> but, like, them capturing them essentially led to that yeah they're instigators or they're guardians depends on which one you you find because they do sound very intelligent for what they are well dragons dragons are intelligent in most instances yeah i don't think they would be initially prone to chaos maybe just capturing high chiefs but they might have done that because they seen that he, uh, Pele was interested in him. Or if you just cross them. Is it like resident to Hawaii? Like, would we have to deal with it other places? Uh, yeah, I'd say being a guardian spirit, I think that it would only be found in Hawaii. Because it, it's Hawaiian's natural springs and stuff. But they did say that it came from... T they were kept mentioning Tahiti. But this was mm -hmm. back before Tahiti was an actual place known. Right. So just like between the islands. Yeah. And I think there's even some mention of them in New Zealand. Okay. Which just a Polynesian culture. Right. Just following out around the culture. Um, so with that being said, who's to say that they aren't still already there? Water guardianing it. I mean, this probably could be a you lot of. But do you think they're causing much mayhem doing so? Probably not yet. Probably not. Unless you count any of the surfer deaths or anything like that. Well, I'm going to be fair and say that I think that the culture and the people within it that are understand it would have better luck of dealing with said mayhem from them than any of us would. I don't know if you'd actually be able to do anything either with them being spirit guardians, spirit creatures. Because anything well, I, physical, I, so, I don't think would work. Well, I meant more so in the way of like, 
like living with the mayhem. Right, like like every day to day existing with them. Yeah, I'd imagine they'd be more known to the traditions to keep them on the better side. Right, and no, like with the water trick with the stick. Yep, I did see that in my notes at the very bottom. They sometimes accept offerings and permitted safe passage across the. Because there's this, these, uh, there's a river, Wailuku, the Wailuku River near Helio. And there's the, something called the Moving Boards, which made a bridge across this river. And if you gave an offering to the Mo'o, they'd let you pass. But if, and sometimes they'd let you pass, sometimes they just tip you off the boards. Okay. So it's kind of like a pay the troll ordeal, like you may or may not. Yeah. Be able to make it over said bridge when you pay the troll. Like, he's going to ask you for the money and you can pay it. Whether or not he'll actually let you over is a different story. It's the same thing with spirit guardians. You know, you give them an offering. They're like, yeah, yeah. I accept your offering. Like, it's a good offering. Sure. And then they decide halfway through that the offering's not great. And they're just like. Psh. I think the main good ones are the ones that are attached to the family as spirit guardians. Right, right, right. My notes also say that those ones for the river were also destroyed by Higiaka. Hmm. So she must have just went on a. Uh, she was just upset. Yeah, but they'd probably be more, like we were saying before, uh, more used to the traditions to appease them. Not really much mayhem with these guys, unless they whip up a, well, they'd bring a storm to help crops and such, so. I'd say I'd consider these guys more helpful than harmful, kind of. It's there at the gray area. I found another story. Okay. I don't know if you told this one or not. Not sure either. I can't see it. Kalamenu. So basically... Uh... Um, fishermen, uh, looking to catch Hinalia, I'm guessing is the name, um, okay. in Waialulu, Waia, Waialuau, Oahu, Oahu, call upon the spirit of Kalam, Kalama, Kalamayanu. This Moo, according to storytellers, fell in love with a young chief while surfing. After she married him, her cousins Hinala and Ekiololo disclosed her true identity then turned into fish and disappeared down a crack in the seafloor. So Kalamianu clearly, cleverly snared her betrayers with a woven trap. And now, to this day, she'll supposedly fill the traps, the fish of traps, oh my god, fill the fish traps of those who will ask because of their betrayal and snaring them. In many stories, when a moa is slain, its body becomes part of the landscape, which you already said. They do actually have a moa gecko breed that's like an actual breed of gecko there that is rare and has like certain qualities and stuff to it that kind of reflect the spirit guardians mm. the word moo is is strung into a couple of different um other words in their language there's a moo leo lilo did you already say that uh is that the one that means myth i didn't, I didn't say it, it. um <laughs> it it's oh you didn't say it out loud i don't think so so a moolelo is a story or progression of words strung like a vertebrae along a cord of meaning. And then there's a moolkeawu. I'm so bad at this. The word for genealogy in their language, which suggests that Hawaiians viewed the lizard's interlocking bones as a sim symbolic notion of their own sacred lineage. Ooh, on the Chinese calendar in 2012, it was the year of the water dragon, and it was said in um, Hawaiian stories that it would be the year that they would reemerge. So maybe next water dragon year we might have some new stories. 
Maybe. Did anything happen in 2010 water-wise? 2012 was supposed to be the big uh, end-of-the-earth tsunami thing. Yeah. So maybe we had a protector in Hawaii that helped us all out. Possibly. They stopped. The they made everything not flood. So we never know. Pretty neat to, to look at, though. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, Noah Ka Kauai. It's a Maui magazine. Pretty neat. MauiMagazine.net slash sacred, the sacred spine. Perhaps I clicked back. Oh. But perhaps. <laughs> That's why I got some information from too. The Maui Magazine very, is a good place for people to go. It's very neat. Very neat. Oh, I also heard about this uh, demos in several podcasts. And the one that I liked the best retelling of it was the uh, Coffee Table Mythos. They had a really good retelling of the Mo'o story as well. And information about it. Yep. Um, looking at all this Mo'o stuff, uh, I see a lot of this Shark Man. Shark Man? Myth of theirs. Hang on. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. Ancient Hawaiian mythology speaks of a Shark Man named Nawe Nanawe. <laughs> um, Nanawe was the son of the Shark King Kamohale. Kamuahale, and a Hawaiian maiden named Kali. Mm -hmm. um, we should look into that sometime. We can add it to our list. Apparently he's a big legend. And apparently the Moos have met him and spoken to him before. It's like a, like a relationship between him and the Guardians. So we'll have to see. I'd say mayhem-wise, they're like middle ground. Like they could be crazy, but they're like, obviously they know they're awesome and they're just like, mm, we're here. Like, I feel like they cause chaos when they when they need to or like if it's been a long time, but mm. they don't seem like something we'd have to like fight off of the military or something. They're no Tarask. I think but, that we could easily uh, cohabitate with them. I agree. I agree. I feel like we could give them their space. I mean, all they want is permission to get in the water. So like. And to keep all their natural land clean and. Don't touch their shit. Don't pollute, you know, the general. I feel like that's something we should respect anyways. Oh, I did see uh, one of the temples for the Moo for back in the lineage is being excavated. So we'll have to see there. And they say that the Moo's original pond is still intact underneath all the new construction. They're trying to bring the old construction back out. People know that's how you get haunted, right? Like people understand that. Or do people just continue to do these things? And they're just like, oh, we're not going to release mummies and monsters and myths and legends and and spirits and water guardians we'll have to wait and see once they're done i think they were still working on excavating it last time i seen so we'll have to see if they bring something upon us if any of our viewers are in here and you guys ever think hey that looks like a weird house let's go uncover that or hey this is a cemetery let's build on it don't do me a favor and don't do it just just don't do it don't uncover tombs don't release spirits don't do the thing just leave them alone let them be. Okay? Okay. Glad we're in that understanding. <laughs> Join us again next Monday on Monsters, Miss, and Mayhem. Found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and anchor.fm slash Monsters, Miss, Mayhem. Silver and Chaotic talk about how Monsters and Miss came to be and how they would be received in modern day society. Follow, like, and subscribe to support. Also find the podcast on Twitter and Discord with the links below to keep up with the newest merch and activity. Besides, who knows what mayhem we will get into next.